1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Flashing the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. I'm going to make this quick there's about 100 of us the wall 77 club on <laughs> facebook and instagram at 77 club podcast on twitter youtube spotify itunes all the tunes please subscribe excellent uh also here dan bayliss hello Wolves fans jack williams hi guys and tom rouse first reserve hello first reserve <laughs> <laughs> everyone dropped out and then we invited tom and now everyone's in so we've got more than normal um what are your socials Tom, do you have any anymore? Is uh, it Rouse every weekend? It is Rouse every weekend on various different platforms. Look for it. And then listen to the uh, podcast Absolute Scenes. Absolute it's called Rouse every weekend, but he releases podcast every Wednesday. So yeah, work that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big finger up to the establishment. <laughs> uh, well, it's international break. Harry, it seems like the longest international break that's ever happened. I suppose it's because we're playing on the Monday night, isn't it? Um, so we've got a little bit longer to wait until we see some Wolves action. But in in terms of the international break, it wasn't a brilliant one for Connor Cody. No, he was. He weren't there, was he? Um, and when that news broke, I'll be honest, I, I haven't watched any of the England games. I won't be watching Wednesday. I hear Grealish did well. 
that's the only thing I've heard really. But yeah, a shame for him. Um, he, I think he said he already had coronavirus in March, but then he came in contact with someone with the track and trace. So unfortunate for him, isn't it, in terms of his England career because he's done really well since he's come in, and I'm sure he's a bit gutted because he, he's probably a bit worried that he won't make the Euros now, which I think would be a bit harsh. And I think he still will, but it's a shame for him because he's done well. Um, Dan, you're a bit disappointed with with the England performance. I think the word he used was as soon as they come up against someone good, they get found out. But Belgium are the number one side in the world. Yes, which completely supports what I said. When we well, play yeah, a good they are team, the best, we're they're the best team in the world. That's my point. Nah, you still got to be competitive. England are supposed to be mixing it with the top brass and getting to the ends of competitions, semi-finals and such, like we did. So you can't just go and completely fall over against Belgium. We were slightly better second half, but overall, I just. It, they're not very interesting to watch, are they? They're like a Wolves first half performance for two hours. <laughs> That's very true. Um, a, g- a good good night for Portugal uh, this week. Jack uh, Semedo had a good game, I, I hear, and uh, Dan just said we've got the wrong Semedo. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, again, I'm a bit like Harry. I've watched no international football during this break at all because I kind of it's boring. As, isn't it? as soon as Cody was out of it, I lost interest. And it, with the England game, it just everyone's. Only any everyone's just talking about Jack Grealish and how great he was, so it it's just like passed me by a little bit. But um, there was obviously quite a few of our players involved in the, the Portugal game against Croatia, and apparently Semedo did very well. I've seen some little clips on YouTube of him doing some fine dribbling and taking on players, so it just <laughs> defeats Bayless's little witch hunt <laughs> there and then. Doesn't it, really? well, it doesn't because he hasn't done it in the best league in the world. Oh, here we go. Come on, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Tom, in, term, in terms of the international break, I mean, we don't obviously talk about Grealish for the whole podcast, but I mean, people were genuinely comparing him to Gascoigne, and I think, to be fair, when he was breaking rules, crashing his car and getting pissed, yeah. <laughs> probably a pretty good comparison. Yeah, I mean, me and Harry spoke about it the other day on his channel about the the comparisons, but I think they do end there. In terms of football and ability, I don't think there's any sort of comparison. He hasn't achieved anything at club level of note yet. Uh, we have to wait and see. Perhaps he'll do, flick it over Colin Hendry's head in the group game. In the... <laughs> I don't, can't even name a Scotland defender at the minute, can you? <laughs> Scott McTominay. No. Christoph Barra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because well, that's a, Marshall, isn't he? That is a game to look forward to, uh, though, in the summer, the England Scotland game. And hopefully it is at Wembley in front of a crowd. That would be a, a hell of a spectacle, even for a neutral. Well, there's some talk of Russia t- potentially taking over the tournament. I, d- I don't know how they work these things out because they had, I mean, they had the World Cup in 2018. And why why would it auto- money? You reckon it's money? Definitely. Are you saying that all the oligarchs of Russia and, and Putin are, are taking it. back? I'm just, or I'm handing just them insinuating out. it with my Maybe. fingers. Rouse, your days are numbered. <laughs> uh, that's the uh, last time we'll see Tom Rouse alive. Maybe that was the plan all along, though. Maybe this was the, the goal of coronavirus. It was put together <laughs> by the Russians like, so they could take the European Championship. It's <laughs> a long, long-winded way of doing it. To be fair, it'd probably be the only way that England would win a World Cup bid, to be fair, if we did that. Um, let's turn our attention though um, to Monday night and Premier League football. Get your away the away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined then by uh, one of the famous Premier League referees, Michael Oliver. Oh no, it's Michael <laughs> and Oliver from Michael the and Oliver Prime <laughs> Podcast. Uh, gents, how's it going to begin with? Uh, I'm well. I'm I'm well. How are you, Mike? You alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm alright. That's good. Mike's had an absolute shout. We were trying to think of players that have played for both Southampton and Wolves, and we were all sat here, none the wiser. And then uh, Mike said he didn't go to Google and uh, got Andrew Sermon as one of the answers. So uh, if anyone else knows any that's played for both answers on a postcard, that'd be great. Um, otherwise, Harry is here for the away perspective. 
Yeah, sorry to put in, lads, but uh, I thought I'd join this time. <laughs> well, we'll start off then, uh, obviously, Premier League action, Monday night football. And well, for Saints, it's not looking too bad. A couple of wins in a row, I think. Is it three in a row for Southampton? Uh, Everton, Southampton, uh, Everton, Aston Villa and Newcastle as well. What sort of side, Oliver, do you think we're going to see from Saints? Um, well, we've obviously got Danny Ings out, who's our main target man, the man who can make things happen. So... He will still be out. Um, I'm trying to think of... It'll probably be unchanged from last time, our last uh, win, who was against Newcastle. Uh, unless there's any more injuries. Is there any other injuries, Mike, that I'm forgetting? Or would it be I pretty much unchanged? I think so. I mean, we haven't Listen. had the press conference yet, so we're no. not too sure about it. I know... Injuries, I believe that everyone should be fit yeah. apart from Ings. I know Walprouse did pull out of the England squad, but it was one of those ones where he mysteriously pulled out of the squad and now he's straight back in training again. Uh, so you're like, he's probably fine for it, which would be a big miss if he was out, but I think he will be fine. So um, pretty much unchanged side, I reckon. Um, it'll probably mean we'll see Theo Walcott and Shea Adams up front again. Redmond on the left, Armstrong on the right. Uh, Romeo Warprouse, who have been a really good partnership down in the middle. I mean, we brought in a £15 million midfielder in Dialu. And he hasn't been able to get into the first side because Romeo is just playing absolutely brilliantly at the moment. Um, Bertrand's going to hold his left back space, which he's done for you know many amount of years. Uh, Vestergaard, who's had an absolute blinder this season. I mean, he was struggling to get in front of Jack Stevens, but now he's actually held down his his spot and he's he's done really well. To be fair, um, Bednarak, uh, Walker Peters, and then McCarthy and goal. So it looks yeah pretty much unchanged, and uh, it's been going well so far so I, I doubt we change it like ins and outs I think a lot of eyebrows are raised when Theo Walcott rejoined Southampton and losing Hoiberg as well um how is that side settling in now is it top four are you daring to dream uh definitely too early in the season to dream <laughs> about that um yeah I mean Hoiberg we well as a club I think we thought Hoiberg was going to be a massive miss um because of how key he was to us defensively but as Ollie said Romeo stepped up this year and he's been fantastic um, also Walcott coming in I was a little bit iffy about it it was a nice story because he's coming <laughs> back to Swampton having been an academy boy um, but we weren't too sure how he was going to perform but when he's played he's played really well his debut at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea he got I think two assists he got a man of the match performance there for us and then against Newcastle, he looked good. His finishing was awful. But apart from that, his <laughs> like, actual ball playing was fantastic. So, yeah, the Hoiberg coming out has been a lot less of a miss than we thought. And Walcott coming in has been a lot more of a positive than I thought, at least. So, yeah, transfers have actually been all right this year. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, if I said to you sort of earlier on in the summer, a former Southampton midfielder who was like deemed a massive star, when he left, is coming back. Maybe you thought Gareth Bale. Do you, do you, do you hold out any hope for the future? Uh, what, for previous stars returning? Um, <laughs> I think Gareth Bale may have been a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I remember there was one video I remember he did with BT Sport. I don't know if you remember. And he was like showing his favourite kits uh, down along the line in his career. And he got out a Saint shirt and he was saying, oh, it holds such a ple special place in my heart and stuff like that. There's a little thing going. He got a wall stop out as well, didn't he? I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> he was full kit for that, shin pads as well. Um, it, well, former players, I mean, Matt Letizia is free on a Saturday now. So, um, <laughs> uh, Harry, have you got some questions? Yeah, I've got a really big question, lads. I've got uh, Vestergaard, the big centre-back, and Ward Prowse from my dream team. They are playing walls this week. Shall I keep them in? That's a great, <laughs> question. A great question. Our defence is a little, still like, they've been doing well, 
but like I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in. I don't know. Ooh. It depends what I don't know. It, Ward Prowse free kicks. Vestergaard scored. Did he score two or one against Villa? No, Vestergaard scored twice this season, and that that's yeah. Yeah. Our, our set piece taking is mm. not great. Surprise! Like it's mad, isn't it? When you think you got Ward Prowse in yeah, there. when you got James Ward Prowse, us mm. from corners, we've not been very like we haven't scored a lot of goals from corners, and they've been direct set pieces that we score from where Prowse he has put them in the top corner. Mm. So like the goal against Villa. Um, where we scored from the free kick directly with Vestergaard's header, that was that was yeah. brilliant. We never yeah, got. Yeah, we don't that. normally see that actually, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, if we can actually put set pieces together, those two can be very dangerous. So, I'll take them out then. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you lads got any Wolves players in your dream team? Oh God, I can't even remember. It's been I, two weeks. I do. <laughs> I don't think I do, and I know that's, that's why you're not winning it, Ollie. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am on an absolute shocker. Like last year, I did pretty decent, but yeah, I'm all over the place this year. Um, let me have a look. Oh no, I've got po- I have I've got Podence. Um, okay, he's going to get Eby drop Monday, by the way. He'll start trial oh, race. Right. I'll take him out. <laughs> I'm on a wild card, so I might, I might get him out. To be fair, it's because he was a midfielder and he looked like he was pushing up quite high. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I might get him in. He's pretty cheap as well, but yeah, he's the only Wolves I've got. Uh, tell a lie, I'm, on my wild card, I brought in Kilman because I, I don't know too much, but he looks... Bargain. He, yeah, yeah, he's, he's well. like... Uh, let me just see how much... I think he's like 4.6 million or something like that, which is like cheaper than like most centre-backs out there. I think that's more than he's actually worth as well, oh, okay. which, is, <laughs> which is rare for a yeah. fantasy league. Um, how big do you think this game is... In, in terms of the season overall, I know it's a strange season this season, but actually if a, a Wolves win will take us uh, level on points with Southampton. And we're talking about a, a great start and, and Wolves fans have been split, haven't they, Harry? I mean, Twitter's been an absolute mess some weekends. Oh yeah, it's been 50-50, but uh, like you say, could take us, is it level with Southampton if we win, did you say? Yeah, level, yeah. Yeah, so huge, I'm sure we'd love to do that. But what, what do you reckon, lads? Is it a big game from your perspective as well? 100%. But uh, the thing is, I think it really separates whether we are just on like, a good run of form and we've picked up points against teams that we normally meant to, or is this going to be the season where we're picking up points against the bigger boys? Cause you guys have been floating around Europa for a decent amount of time now. And it's kind of like, if we're going to get there ourselves, we've got to beat the people that are at there at the moment. So um, it, it, Danny Ings is a real miss. Like it, it's, he's the one that will just make things happen out of nowhere. Um and so that the fact that he's not going to be in the squad, I think we will we will miss him. We've been doing all right without him, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that he will be a big miss. So, yeah, I, I'm quite unsure. I don't know about you, Mike. How are you feeling about it? Uh, every single week on the podcast, I think we've said that every, every single game we're doing is a test to see if we can. So, mm. so like because we started poorly, we had Spurs and we lost five two against Burnley. We have an awful record against them, and it was if we can beat them, that means that we've got a good chance. And there was West Brom. Can we beat the Rat? And every single week, it's always been, can we do this? Can we do that? So, if we can beat Wolves, it's another massive test for us. And if we can beat Wolves, especially away from home, it, it will just p- bring another push. And so far, the fan base has been strangely positive for, <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. And this and another decent result against a good Wolves team will push us higher and hopefully it will give us a better chance of getting a top-half finish. Any other questions, Harry, before a score prediction? Do you realistically think you've got a chance to get in the top four this year? Hmm... <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say it. You know, you want to you want to keep it alive, but um, I think 
it's just way too much. It's a strange fun. season, isn't it? Anything could happen. Definitely, but I, I just think the the big boys, if they're not there or thereabouts in January, there's going to be some big money being spent, uh, especially with, you know, like likes of Liverpool where they don't even have a fully fit centre-back. <laughs> I could just see him splashing the cash in, uh, especially with the fact as well, our, our pressing style is so intense that there will be either a, a drop-off or injuries at some point as well. So we've been doing amazing to pick up the points we can at the moment, and I really do hope it lasts, but... Like top four might be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Score prediction, Mike. I'm going to go the same as last year at Molyneux and just go one-one. I think oh. it'll be a tight game. Um, I don't. I think there's a, there's going to be a lot in it, but I can see both teams scoring, so I'll go one-one. Molly, I think two all. I reckon there might be a few more goals than we think, um, but yeah, I think a two will be reasonable. I take that. Perfect. Well, uh, best of bad luck, of course, for Monday night. It seems like an age since we played and hopefully catch up with you uh, later on in the season. Definitely. Thanks for having us on. Cheers. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So I imagine, Harry, you're going to float some changes um, to the side that, that played last. And what would they be? First of all, Sam, it's a pleasure to be on the away perspective with you there. You're welcome. <laughs> um, now, yeah, I think I mentioned it. Adama Traore, I think he'll come in for Pedence because Pedence weren't the best against Leicester. And that's probably about it because it's Nuno, isn't it? You don't like to change things too much. Um, maybe we might see Marcel in for eight Nori because he struggled a little bit, didn't he, against Leicester. But yeah, we're at home, so I hope we take it to him. And I think Adama Traore could be the answer to take it to him. So yeah, he'll be in. Going to bring in our wing-back correspondent, Dan Bayliss, crossover live <laughs> now. Uh, what are the wing-backs going to look like, Dan? Who knows? But as long as they do some attacking, I'll be happier. <laughs> uh, Sam's a good team, on good form. Um, I've looked at the betting odds, as I'm sure we'll discuss later, and I am shocked at what I'm seeing. I think Wolves are in for a really tough game against Southampton. Why? Why? Well, they're better than us. <laughs> On current, on current form, they are we're, better than us. We're, we're three points behind them. On current form, they're be- they are better than us, and we have some serious issues down both sides. And oh, which on. one are you going to change? <laughs> on, or both? I don't know. I don't know what to With, do. Adama Traore right wing back and Marcel in at left wing back, changing I think, both? I think Marcel's got to come in as a start. If he's fit enough to play a game, that's the worry, isn't it? We haven't seen him actually complete a full game, I don't think, have we? He played for the under-21s, didn't he, against Doncaster? So he might be close, but I think he'll come in for eight Nori, won't he? And they'll stick with Samedo. But I can't stand watching Samedo play more <laughs> terrible, boring, non-attackive, defensively minded, pass it sideways football. Uh, Jack, bring you on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ignore the Samedo comments because I'm like Harry, I'm a bit bored of them. But I think the one change will probably be Marcel for eight Nori. Eight Nori looked a little bit out of his depth, didn't he? Really against Leicester and made some really bad choices, particularly defensively. Um, and then the only other change you'd really think is you're looking at the wingers. I mean, uh, Podence and Neto have both done reasonably well, but you can't really deny the fact I thought we created a lot more uh, when Chirore came on against Leicester. I thought he actually um, probably was the best performance of the wingers, even though he was only on for half an hour or so. So judging by paper talk as well if you believe it all is a little bit unhappy to be on the bench but I don't know if that that's just international break and transfer rumours flying about but um, I'd say apart from that there's obviously not going to be wholesale changes are there really because although we did 
fall short at Leicester. We weren't completely out of the game. But I agree with Dan in the fact that this is a really difficult fixture. It's horrible on paper. We've got a tough run of games coming up, really. So we could really do with getting something as well. But uh, it's going to be a tough one against a team that are flying, really, and scoring, which is you know something we're not at the moment. Tom, they're almost problem wingers, aren't they, in the fact that you feel like you can't drop them, but we're not creating chances for them to actually keep their places realistically. Yeah, I think it's a very difficult one, and I disagree. I don't. I wouldn't start Troyer at the minute. I don't think he's offered anything, or he hasn't pr- produced enough this season. Whether it's the contract talks that are looming over his head and you know clouding his thought processes on the pitch, because we've we've seen that loads of times in the past with players that it doesn't lead to good performances on the pitch. Um, and then with this rumour with Dybala coming in for Traore as a swap, for me, I've said all along through the summer that if a good offer is on the table for Traore, we should bite the hand off because I think it's he's had a good season last season. He's not consistent. And you know to get to the top four, to get to where we want to be, you need 10, 11 consistent players who are always going to get you an assist every two games or a goal every two games and Traore is too hit and miss and too static to be able to do that you've got Neto and Podence who are two young players coming through and do contribute not as much as they probably or we want them to at the minute but they're a little bit younger than Traore a little bit more inexperienced and you would hope that they would develop into top quality players Harry what would you say a reasonable amount of money would be for Adama Traore. I mean, if you look at the January transfer window, prices are usually a little bit more inflated there because of just the, the time of year and, and coronavirus is probably going to play a part in it as well, which might knock some value off. Uh, well, he's still got three years left on his deal, even though he's meant to be signing a new one. He's mega popular. On that, you know what I mean? He's quite a famous bloke to have in your team in terms of social media and things like that. He On his day, he can be unplayable. So I'd be looking... Between 60 and 70 million. I know we can laugh at his attributes sometimes and he's not getting to our team at the moment, but if someone can use him in the right way, which we did last year, by the way, Nuno managed to get out of him, he, I think he's worth that much in this today's market. I really do. Jack? You know what'll happen, though? It'll be Jota Mark 2, won't it? We'll, we'll <laughs> say I think it's a great deal. And then he'll be an absolute world beater and everyone will be laughing at us for why we sold him. Mm. I mean, it doesn't matter what they do for the next team does it it's what they were doing for you mm. and we all saw certain yeah. issues with Jota and we can all see the same ones with Traore well Harry was sort of drawing comparisons there which are similar weren't they you know yeah. he's brilliant on his days unplayable and then you're just thinking well same we were saying Jota. exactly yeah. the same but, yeah. but you don't want to be one of these situations where you, where you look back at in the past and you look at like a team from like a, a mid-table side and you look at their team sheet and it's then full of world beaters from a few years time and you're thinking how did Wolves not win anything with, with this team and then once mm. they've all been picked off, you don't want that situation to happen, do you? The but, old gold generation. Yeah, yeah, but it's it is players have a shelf life at clubs, don't they? And you know, yeah. w- if we're being honest, Klopp is a better manager than Nuno and has got something out of uh, Jota. How dare you? I know. Oh. Sorry, he's got something out of Jota that Nuno couldn't get. You know, he had three years, and I mean, we are judging. Uh, you know, he's he's in the honeymoon period at Liverpool as well. It could be that in two months' time we're talking about him being hopeless again, which is perfectly feasible. But he's had, he's hit the ground running under a very good manager in a very good team with very good chances created for him all the time. So I don't think that we should be looking at Jota with great jealousy. I think he was very poor for us last season on the whole, and uh, I don't think we've missed him this season so far. If Wolves had 
Salah, Mane and Firmino. I think we'd have had a good chance of being up there last year. Mm. It comes down to that, doesn't it? I mean, it comes down know, to it, doesn't it? They, they are three of the best players in the world, all playing on the same team. And you're, tra- you're training with better players and then I think you automatically up your game, don't you? But I, I wouldn't say... He's not, he's, he's not a passenger, is he? He, he almost was was turning into that you know only playing in those European games last year I say only obviously his goals got us to where, where we got to but in, in the big game where it mattered it, it, it didn't didn't come to fruition did it um, a score prediction Bayliss I personally think we'll lose 2-0 Jack 1-0 defeat <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell I'm coming to Tom again for some, some positivity I'm going to be really positive <laughs> and I'm going to go for a nil all draw <laughs> He's positive. Uh, Harry? I'm going to stick with the prediction we gave to that Saints podcast, 4-1 yeah. Wolves. 4-1 Wolves, <laughs> excellent. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves. Uh, what we'll do is we'll get your latest betting odds, which apparently are quite tasty, and some ticket news, which is completely pointless. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cali, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Uh, first thing I picked up. Calm down, this, is, this sounds like free money. You've advertised it almost as Southampton money for nothing. Up. Over two to one to beat us. Really? Absolutely nuts. Go and get all the money you've got in your bank or under your mattress. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But still, I, I don't know how we are shorter than Southampton for this game. The home factor now is nothing, is it? So no. I did a couple of scorecasts. Um, yeah. Pe- Pedro Neto to score first, 2-1 Wolves, 35-1. to one. Not a lot of value there. No. Uh, the one I fancy, one of the best players in the league, Che Adams. 2-0 Southampton 55-1 to 1. you'll only get that gag if you're a long time listener <laughs> I'm also going to put a quid again for charity on Nelson Samedo to score first Wolves to draw 2-2 400 to 1 because that's how fucking likely it is I actually have a bit of uh, betting news in the fact that Bayliss and I on the WhatsApp group have agreed to a bet that um, Dan doesn't think Nelson Samedo is ever going to score for Wolves and I've so basically he's given me that <laughs> £50 if Nelson Semedo scores three or more Premier League goals for Wolves this season Bailey saves me 50 quid which when was that when did you, when was that broken this was in the oh, the weekend yeah. Yeah. oh right okay yeah. they were both smashed probably as <laughs> <laughs> well the thing, the thing is this is, how, this is how confident Dan really is because I started at 100 and straight away money bags over there I was like nah 50 let's do 50 so he can't be that 50 confident 50 quid's a fair bet <laughs> Say, a fair fair bet. But you can't be that confident that Samedo is terrible if you're not willing to put hundred pound in it. Well, Dan, yeah, it's perfect opportunity. I've got hundred so, quid to spend better things on. <laughs> is this the same Bayliss that was offering us like a fifty quid bet that we wouldn't get more than twelve points by Christmas last season? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, great little learner that was. This is the, same, <laughs> the, the same Bayliss yeah. who uh, backed us to get relegated in uh, our first season. Back <laughs> yeah, in yeah. We went yeah. after after we lost to Cardiff. It's the same Bayliss that won the mega sweepstake on the. Uh, pick the winner thing we did last season and paid for all your courage you ungrateful bastards <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never I think even for, do the, football, like, but... for the group of us that we we will annoy people that much but I've never annoyed scousers in the same way that, that us four annoyed them it was so easy all, all Bailey's had to do was A bring up I think you brought up Thatcher every other <laughs> sentence uh, and then jobs and they, but they, they got every single time they bit didn't they well they didn't like it because we won it didn't we three times out of the five we yeah. did this like betting pool where you can pick one team a week if they win you go around to the next round last you can't pick standing. them again last man standing um and between the oh four God, of us yeah. we won three out of the five rounds they were livid because it was like a few hundred quid a time happy days uh jack have you got any ticket news about anything um i don't think i have 
Really? No. Um, <laughs> no. some easyJet flights the other day. Oh, where to? Where are you, where are you going? Montenegro, actually. Bit, bit left field, yeah. Who are you going with? Oh, that's just family, really. Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. There you go. It's cheap, though, isn't it? Ninety pound because you don't know if you can go it? or not. Yeah. It's a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Any away pubs there to go to? <laughs> Yeah. When is it? When is that then, Jack? Is it um, Christmas or is it it's, it's next, really summer? <laughs> next summer? Next summer. Excellent. Uh, have you booked it off work? <laughs> no, oh, do do yet. get it I in there early. I haven't asked work yet, which is the best thing. Have you <laughs> Imagine yeah. if everything is fine, you can go coronavirus-wise, and then you don't get it off. Yeah. Um, well, what do we normally do? I'm, I'm lost now. Talk about <laughs> oh, actually, stuff. actually, there was there was a trivia. There was a trivia question that we that we came up with. Obviously, during the away perspective, people would listen to this, but um, three of you now won't know it. Is I was trying to think of players that played for both uh, Wolves and Southampton, and I think uh, Ollie and Mike came up with Andrew Sermon, and I think it was the only one that I could think of that had played for both. Got another one. This um, is Rouse's alley. This Rouse, is Rouse. Uh, Rouse. Chris Mar- Rouse Oxford Brooks. Chris <laughs> Chris Marsden Brooks College. <laughs> Chris Marsden. Oh, fair play. Brooks College Oxford. Chris Marsden. No idea either. Well, did you know Chris Marsden? Play for, the, they, play for Wolves. Yeah, he played for Wolves and he uh, upset the Wolves fans at Billy Wright's funeral by doing something silly. I can't remember what he was though because I was only oh. three at the time. <laughs> That's why I don't remember who it is. Chris Marsden, there you go. go on, yeah, Folks. Fair play. Remember him? He looks like Luke oh, Chadwick. He looks like a thumb. He looks like a thumb, yeah. <laughs> He definitely played for Wolves. But I couldn't. I can't think of. I couldn't think of anyone else. Uh, that, We've had uh, some proper journeymen as well. There's got to be a few. Oh, um, oh, oh, Nigel Quasi. Quasi. Oh, did he play he, for Southampton? He played for Portsmouth, didn't he? Did he play for Southampton as well? Like, he played for everyone. I swear. He, he played for like, everyone in the Midlands, didn't he? He's at one that point. journey. I'm sure. Maybe he, he signed him. People. People might be listening to this and going. I can only, Shut up and move on. <laughs> I can only think of Marion <laughs> Fahars, Matt Letizia, and uh, Kevin Phillips. And none of them play for Wolves. They're the only Southampton player. Mm-hmm. He did. Well done, Sam. Did he? Well done, he Sam. Played, he had yeah. th- 37 appearances for Southampton between 2005 and 2006, scoring five goals. He was loaned to Wolves and only made three appearances. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just so, some breaking news, by the way, while we've been chatting. I know Den Donker like, had a knock, didn't he, for Belgium? Oh, God. He's actually starting for Belgium at time recording, so he should be fit for Monday. Because if That's he wasn't good. fit... We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Because mm. he's been our best midfielder. Finally, Even though he's done nothing news. going forward. But... <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else. He's had some good runs, <laughs> actually. Well, yeah. Den Donker. Yeah. With his, I think with his more than never. I'll tell you a great thing to talk about, which, which me and Tom spoke about the other day. If Cody couldn't play Monday, what would mm. you do? Cry. I'd play Den Donker. <laughs> <laughs> you'd play, you'd play Den Donker or Neves, wouldn't you, probably? I'd get 100 quid on Sam. I'd play... Uh, oh, I don't think... Cause, because we haven't got another sweeper there, have we? That's the problem. And you'd have to Get go. Ryan I think you'd have to change the formation. Who no, who, who else can play there? Well, no but then Donker can't play sweeper, can he? They must have thought of this, though. Must Let's talk really. about it. They must have. They must have thought of this. They can't just be <laughs> one man in the club. If he gets shot down yeah. by coronavirus, suddenly we can't. Say, would have to go anymore. back in there, wouldn't he? Oh God! I'd say, say, no, say, no. I'd play Samada there. <laughs> we are literally now at the point of let's create hypotheticals to extend the podcast past 20 minutes imagine yeah. if but uh, yeah, what would you do Rouse would you play Den Duncan I did say Neves the other day but I'm Neves at, at sweeper yeah but I'm against playing the back five anyway I would have four at the back still I think we need to become more dynamic and have somebody who can bring the ball into midfield 
I think Neves would be that. But then I don't think you can play Kilman if you play Neves. You think you've got to play? You've got to play Sace then. Oh my yeah. god! Asking Nuno to play four at the backs like asking Hitler not to account. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's just not why is he the first not gonna, person that you thought <laughs> I don't know he's just not going to do it is he like he will never change his system Hitler like, is not playing sweeper no chance he's playing right wing you could see the moment his head yeah. was only went metaphor Hitler yeah, like, yeah. No, no, like, I must chew on it would have been slightly too Hit, offensive Hitler so plays right wing myself, anyway come on yeah, we I forgot we were recording the podcast for a minute that joke's been dropped twice sorry I should listen more yeah so um well, yeah, I don't know. But then, who would you who would you play in the middle? And if if um, if Neves moved into that sweep role, I'm not I'm not saying Pol Pot, <laughs> Martinho and Dendonka, isn't it? Martinho and Dendonka. Oh no, I missed something there. Didn't I? Oh, <laughs> get Hitler in. Just, how do you, how, how do you get... Sorry, I don't know why I said Hitler. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know how some people have commented. Sorry, that, you know how some people have commented that this podcast is a bit like listening to a group of lads chat in the pub. This is now the point where it's quarter to twelve and we've all had nine pints and we're saying <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. Hitler, Hitler, mate. The, yeah. the thing yeah. is, like, the, the, what I was going to say was really funny, but it was just too harsh for like a, a public podcast. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Neves. If Neves were sweeper, I said, I think I said to Rouse, like, it wouldn't be too much difference to Cody because they're both midfielders anyway. I mm-hmm. think Cody's better in midfield mm-hmm. than he is sweeper. Uh, but I would play Sace there because um, he can pass a bit because he's played midfield as well, hasn't he? he? So he can't pass. Penalty written all over him yeah. there, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe Bolly. Bolly's good with his feet. Put Bolly in yeah, the middle think, and put yeah. someone on the ro- someone right yeah. centre-back. I'm not that convinced by uh, Sace's passing ability at all, to be honest no. with you. Every time the ball gets played to him and you think you need a good pass now, it ends up being yeah. just intercepted <laughs> or straight at the man right in front of him. So... I agree. He's good as good as a hard man. He's good at, at, at those sort of things, but not in terms of passing ability. Uh, no, I've got one. I've got uh, one to throw out there for you. Yeah. There's one player called Atasawi. Is it how you pronounce it, mm, Rams? I think Rams. I don't know. You three don't. Oh, know. the American. He, he came on for America five minutes. Would you try him in midfield if Neves dropped back? Bayless. No. America. I don't know enough about him to to even. He's American. Him. I don't know. Should we have some more hypothetical football questions? <laughs> might as well if wolves, if it. wolves folded, wolves would folded, would, would, would you we support anybody? We did talk about that a little bit on the group the other day, didn't we? And sort of said, yeah. um, and also it was if you had the money, realistically enough money to buy a football club, but you couldn't afford a top Premier League team, who would you buy? And it, would you Wrexham? Bailey said Kitty Arias, and I left that's the group. It. That's what that was. So, that, well done, Dan. You reminded me then because you. You, you said football's dead now and explain those mm. Ryan Reynolds and, and, and the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia have bought Wrexham you said football is dead what do you mean just, it's just weird like I don't mind it when an oligarch does it because you know he's just going to give you a big heaping pile of money and bugger off and just come back when there's a trophy <laughs> but it's just bizarre like Hollywood celebrity buys football club well, it's yeah. just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just really, really strange. Oh, well, best luck to them. I think they're quite good. Harry likes didn't that Russell, bootlegger jack. Didn't Russell Crowe want to buy Leeds one year? I remember that. Imagine that. Well, he did buy a um, rugby team, didn't he? Russell Crowe. He oh, bought the. He bought a ru- <laughs> Sydney Rabbitohs rugby league team. There's some pub quiz knowledge. Good for knowledge. You. <laughs> <laughs> who would you? Who would you buy, Jack, if you uh, had the money for a? Uh, we'll say championship and below. I don't know. I don't know if I if if I would really. I'd kind of just like having enough money to know that if Wolves ever went back to the dark days, that I'd be able to at least bail them out 
and knock them out of existence, I don't think. If so, you had that much money, you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on, on the Wrexham thing, I just want to see some videos of Bootlegger and Ryan Reynolds hammered in Wrexham. <laughs> that is going to be the most 2020 <laughs> thing that's ever going to happen, isn't it? It's just Ryan Reynolds with a bottle of Bootlegger. If you don't know who Bootlegger is, he's a Twitter star from Wrexham, I'm sure. Yeah, I think everyone that listens this probably does. Yeah. A god who surely. He's, he's Harry's what's the word? <laughs> idol. He's ha- De- <laughs> deity. Is is Harry in? I was going to say twenty years time, but let's face it, the, <laughs> ten years. The kids aging in beyond beyond recognition. <laughs> uh, right, we'll, we'll leave that there because I think we've. we've oh no, Sam, gone down. So I'll go on, Harry. There's a reason why we're trying to drag this out. We've got to uh, address the elephant in the room. The podcast nearly ended. Why? Just tell us why. It's because you had a meltdown. Oh, you, you, not, <laughs> you put something on Twitter. That's why. You just Harry, well, no. Hold on. Before this podcast, I know we shouldn't really talk about this on the podcast. Before this podcast started, Bailey's and Jack pretty much nearly bailed on us, so we got Tom in. Did we're losing inch. We, we, we've hit a row, don't we? We're stale. People DM'd us saying, "Make the intro shorter and stop putting Paul Gascoigne on the bloody." Uh... <laughs> After you've had a bottle of whiskey, you're lucky that you just get sad and get hold of a mouse and a keyboard and not a bloody shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> So are we continuing? We nearly well, never did it tonight. I yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to continue. It's, I, um, I think I think we we're in agreement that yes, it probably needs freshening up a little bit, and we need to have a. I, th- I think what's killed it for us though. I, put, I said this on the WhatsApp group as well. Is when you when we came to do this podcast and we were actually going to the games, we always mm-hmm. had like weird little stories yeah, to talk yeah. about, or you talked about yeah. the day, you talked about other things that happened. <clears> now. <throat> Football, all football is to us is watching 90 minutes on a TV screen every week and then talking about it. There's no yeah. other sort of community feel because we, we, you know, we've been in the pub for three hours before and then till 2 a.m. some mornings after the game. <laughs> so, in in the in that happening, you have some more interesting things to talk about, and yeah. that's just it's just drained the life out of watching football. The fact there's that community aspect has just been taken mm. out of it by what's going on. Mm. So I think that's why we're struggling a little bit, um, you know, creatively and in mm. in uh, motivation. Not wanting to do it. Um, but mm. no, we, we'll continue it. But we'll just have to have a think about how how we move it forward <laughs> and how we dedicate. So time to it. basically, <laughs> I tried. Uh... <laughs> I tried to make a new intro this week and it was fucking awful. So I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm going to play it. Sam's I'm used to play it. The, the, play it like now or something, but it's so bad. I'm trying to freshen it up. I don't know. Cause we had, we, we had people DM us and that on Instagram and I don't know. We did like a question thing and someone said the intro was too long, which I don't think it is thinking back. No. Someone said, stop using Paul Gascoigne. That's the funniest clip Sam's got. Of <laughs> that was the most, that's most I've ever been bullied by a stranger in my life. Was, yeah. Was that, and I don't know. We do enjoy doing it and that, um, I did have a little bit of a meltdown, but I generally thought it was in. Well, nice, you know, I nice. Thought, I honestly nice, thought it nice might start. Comments, but yeah, I, yeah. Just, just to echo what Jack said, really, is that it was always the intention to bring a perspective on a Wolves game that that nobody else could have, mm. or you know, unless you were one of the thirty thousand people in the ground. But that you, everybody is seeing the same amount of football from the same angle with the same pundits as as each other at the moment. So you just wonder what what it brings to the table. Obviously, the away perspective is a little bit different because it, it gives you a, a little bit of a an image of what's going on in that side that, that we don't have because of the, the way that football's covered is that you probably don't get as much insight into Southampton as you would maybe with sort of Saints Prime who we spoke to. And that, that's probably the only thing that's a little bit different for me. What were you going to say something, Tom? Sorry. I was, yeah, I was going well, to agree with Sam that it's... I found it exactly the same on YouTube that 
since the games have stopped, there is nothing to talk about. I don't think people are interested in hearing other people's opinions now because they they have, like Sam said, hours of build up and hours after the game of t- and minutiae detail about every single game. Who cares, really? There's a lot more other important things in the world at the minute. And your podcast talks about the things that are unimportant about football, as well as the stuff that's important as well. And like, can can Hitler play sweeper? Yeah, exactly. So if you like, like next week, these important questions. Next week, you should come up with your eleven dictators in their positions. I think people would genuinely listen. I think, I think Dan would be in his element. Absolutely. If you brought in historical puns. We can get some figures, puns going there. He'd still we'll play do some more quizzes. Though. I think I like the quiz idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should bring the quiz back. I, I always thought back. everyone turned off when we got to the quiz. Though. I think you should have a whole. I don't know. Quiz people, maybe episode. get people to tweet in. Yeah, maybe get everyone to tweet in. And say, do they want the quiz to come back? I, I don't know. I don't think we need to do. It I weekly. enjoyed doing it, but I don't know if people enjoyed listening. Harry, to if it, they're but... still listening now, they'll listen to a bloody quiz. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> right, we will wrap that up there and uh, say thank you to Tom Rouse for taking time out of his uh, busy schedule because he was busy growing his moustache, which is yeah. going very, very well. <laughs> you can almost see it now. I mean, if you have Where to ask it? whether you're doing November on the 18th of November, there's, uh, there's problems. Uh, and a thank you to Dan Bayliss. Uh, yeah. Cheers, thank you. Good night, Wolves fans. Jack Williams. Ta-ra. And Harry Mansell. See you, everyone. Long list, and it's a goodbye from me. In 1877, Wolverhampton Wanderers was born. In 2017, the Wolves 77 Club podcast was born. Every week, Sam, Harry, Jack and Bayliss, if they all turn up, of course, give their honest, brutal opinions on all things Wolves. So settle in. We may offend you, you may agree with us. But we'll always remember... Don't let the bastards get you down. Anyway, let's get to the show. Take it away, Sam. Hi, this is this is some daft shit in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on the school for him ginger hair. Hi, this is Gaza. Welcome to the 77 fucking high street club. Is that right? That jump was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gaza. This is 77 club. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.